Hello, welcome to the Numbering Our Days podcast. I'm Nicole Subar, a recovering perfectionist, anxiety fighter, and seeker of all things declared good. Here we look at different ways that we can be intentional with the small moments in our everyday lives. Psalm 9012 speaks the prayer, teach us to number our days so that we may have a heart of wisdom. A heart that is turned towards God and recognizes the gift of the certain number of days that we have is a heart that rests in our Creator and trusts that His plan for the days we have is best. Seeking after an intentional life is a place where our anxious heart can rest. Welcome to The Intentional Life. Let's get started. When it comes to our walk with Christ, how do we keep from falling away? How do we fight against what all the world is pulling and calling us to? We are to be in the world, serving as the hands and feet of Jesus, but how do we serve in the world without becoming a part of it? I'm a list kind of person and always gravitate towards bullet points and numbered to-dos, though I recognize that God's word is not just a to-do list when it comes to being a Christ follower There are times when scripture lays out a path that we can follow. In the first epistle letter from Peter, he wrote to the church at large, comforting and encouraging them in the face of persecution. Three years later, he wrote to the church again, this time warning them of complacency and heresies that were attacking the Christian faith from within. Somewhere between the first letter and the second, on-fire Christians who were under persecution started to turn into complacent Christians who sought out the easy and the comfortable. Time and time again, history has shown that when a group of Christ followers were persecuted, their strength grew. But when they were no longer in the crosshairs, they tended to do what all humans do. Find what is safe, easy, and comfortable. The second letter of Peter was a cry out to those who were part of the faith, encouraging them to continue to follow the way of Jesus and not the heresies that were starting to seep into the church. It's still relevant today. Though there is persecution throughout the world, like in 1 Peter, there are many more Christians that are living life like in 2 Peter. Complacency and comfort are seeping in. In 2 Peter 1, 5 through 10, he writes, Make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and your election, for if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. This isn't a list of qualities that we need to possess in order to be saved. Peter was writing to those who had already claimed the gift of grace and salvation from Jesus. Instead, he was helping them see that if they had given their life to Christ, that they needed to pursue after the qualities of Him, and that these would manifest in their life as outward qualities that mark them as Christians. 
these qualities would supplement their faith, not be the basis of it. The world would know his followers by the qualities they exhibit. The qualities listed were virtue, or moral excellence, knowledge, the condition of perceiving truth or fact through reasoning, self-control, restraint exercised over one's own impulses, emotions, or desires, steadfastness, patient endurance, godliness, devout, committed to a belief, brotherly affection, compassion and care towards others, and finally, love that was unconditional. As we look at this list and are honest with ourselves, none of these come naturally. But when we consciously and intentionally apply our lives to these virtues, coupled with the grace of God, we can walk in a way that honors Him. As Peter states in verse 8, For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. When we are seeking after the virtues that are of God, we can be useful servants of His calling. Furthermore, Peter warns of those who lack these qualities because they are so nearsighted that they're basically blind. Their focus has become of this world and what this world has to offer them. They have forgotten that they were cleansed from their sins. We cannot be effective followers of Christ if this is where our focus lies. Peter sums up this part of the passage with this encouragement. Be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election, for if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. Again, this isn't speaking to works for salvation. Instead, it's calling those who have been saved to continue in their faith and take it deeper and more solid on the bedrock of salvation. Do you feel like you've strayed? Does the pull of this world seem more pleasant than the gift of serving Jesus? Are you finding your pleasure in the temporary happiness of the day, or are you seeking after the eternal hope and peace that Christ offers when we fix our eyes on Him? If you've strayed, Peter lays out the path for you. Start with the faith that Christ is your all in all for salvation. Add to that the choice to daily live with moral excellence. Increase in knowledge by staying in God's Word daily. Choose restraint over the impulses of instant gratification. Choose to pursue patience for those things that irk you. Stay committed to the belief in Christ despite the lies that the enemy throws at you and offer compassion, care, and unconditional love to those around you. As always, this step through list isn't possible without the gift of grace and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Start your day asking for the Lord's guidance, acknowledging that He is your source of strength, not yourself. We can be a light in a dark world when what we seek aligns with the qualities of Christ and pursue excellence for His glory. Let's pray. Father, the enemy wants to tempt me with instant gratification, slothfulness, and greed. It all feels appealing to my selfish nature. But I know you have called me to a higher way of living. Give me the grace I need to overcome the pull of this world and to have the desire in my heart to serve you no matter what the cost. Add to my faith virtue, knowledge, self-control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly affection, and love for your glory and your service. Amen. If you would like more resources to help you live a life of intention for God's glory, you can find them all on my website, livewithintent.org. There's also a link in the show notes. Thanks for being with me today. If you want to catch more of these small intentional moments, be sure to click the follow button now. 
go be intentional, my friend. <laughs>